Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. I'm Keeney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. Drunk. Welcome to Katie Case Minisode. I said that wrong. I'm just gonna let you guys start. I'll go home. You guys. <laughs> no, that was perfect. We're leaving that in. That's how it is. Um, my notes are here. You guys can do this now. Um, hi. So today I'm going to talk about the mysterious and tragic death of Elisa Lamb. Yeah. This this like at first I was just like whoa what and then I got sucked into a black hole. And now I know too much and I cry every time I hear a certain song. So there's that. I feel like that sounds like a case we need to drink to. Yeah. This case just really bums me out. So what I'm going to do is um, it is based in Los Angeles, California. So I am going to just tell you to grab a Chardonnay or a Cabernet. I'm going to pick Chardonnay because it's higher in alcohol content and just slug it down. We're Chardonnay ladies, by the way. I mean, yeah. I'm a Chardonnay lady. I'm, I am I'm also. Give me that 13.5%. Who sharded? I sharded. Oh, Chardonnay. my God. <laughs> oh. Shelby. <laughs> I'm leaving goodbye. I'm sorry. I tried to think of something better, but I couldn't. And so it just, and I honestly got it from the league. So it wasn't They make medicine for that. But, um. Shard. <laughs> <laughs> like that building in London. Ooh. I love that building. I love the shard. Me too. Go Have there. you been to the Shard? No. Go Please there. Please request that Jack brings you to the Shard. It's got a huge open roof, and then the roof below that, you can see everything in London. Go at sunset. Oh, yeah, it's magical. All right. Beautiful. All right. So just so in case no one has listened to any of our past episodes, um, my boyfriend lives in London, and when you guys hear... Well, not in London. He lives in England, near London. But um, when you guys hear this, I'll be there. Yeah, go at sunset jack get a good ring and take her up to the top level let's, and let's not <laughs> get some sh- get some champagne some chardonnay <laughs> Ooh, get some shard some shard of the shard Ooh, with a little ring at the bottom and then she'll i'll choke it. on it oh yeah she'll- no she'll swallow that yeah. <laughs> you guys have seen me drink wine that's true yeah. <laughs> no, like, no you couldn't be wrong okay so i'm gonna jump right into my case Elisa Lamb was born April 30th, 1991 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. A Taurus. We love that for her. Yeah. She was born to restaurant owners David and Yina Lamb, and they had a really successful westernized Chinese restaurant. It was really yummy. Do they sell any lamb? Crab legs that you could fight over with tongs. (laughs) (laughs) You both. So... Elisa was a student at the University of British Columbia. She was really, really smart. She was also a very avid blogger on Blogspot and Tumblr. Mm, um, love a blog girl. Yeah. Her posts on the blog included a ton of models, fashion, and her life. Just life events, stuff like that. And especially with that, her struggle with mental illness. Uh, Lamb was diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder, but she was getting help. She was getting everything that she needed. She was on medication. Um, So she was just trying to take time for herself. Although her family did try to keep it a secret, apparently, from everyone else finding out, 
They said that she had no history of any suicidal thoughts or actions or even hints at that. There was a report that claimed she went missing for a short period of time, but like that never actually, like that was in no police report that I found. It sucks when things like that happen where they're like, oh, she's been missing in the past because I feel like police take everything so much less seriously because they think that, oh, it's just her going missing again. She'll turn up. Oh, yeah. They did definitely take this seriously. In January of 2012, on her blog, a year before her disappearance, Elisa blogged about her not doing so great. And, like, her mental state made her drop some classes. And this made her just all up in her feels and feel really directionless. And um, she actually posted something that says so utterly directionless and lost and she had titled this post you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life which is like super bummy that's true though yeah that's a really good insight i am always bummed by the idea that i'm wasting my life yeah sure i'm not i would love to waste my life by just like sitting on my bed with my cats and watching tv i mean that's what i'm doing when i'm afraid that i'm wasting my life so (laughs) yeah i just don't feel afraid anymore i'm embracing the fact that i'm a lazy piece of garbage you know every time i drive home from work i i'm in the car and i just think wouldn't it be great if we could all just trade stuff and we didn't have to work at all and we just sit at home and do what we love to do and then be like hey do you want some of my tomatoes i grew today they're pretty great and that's how you live okay so apparently shelby's amish but, um, <laughs> no, I still want technology. I would just love to be able I'm to trade kidding. goods and services rather than have to earn money in a job. That's great. Fair, fair. <laughs> but um, Elisa did not think of this like that. And it really just bummed her out that she had to drop out classes and stuff like that. But she was trying to take care of her mental health, which is very much more important than classes or anything like that. So she did decide to take a little vacation from all of her studies and take a solo trip to explore the West Coast, including yes. the, the U.S. West Coast, guys. Take Love notes that. Yep. Love solo trips. My mom would kill me. I'm going on a solo trip. But you're not because you're meeting somebody there. Yeah, but I'm still. Yeah, but the travel is probably the safest part. Yeah. Fair. Like, if I was going on a trip across the country to meet nobody and was just going to be by myself the whole time, my mom would freak out. I would throw up. I told my mom I was going to go to the city by myself, and she got pissed. She was like, you're going to die. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went with you, right? Yep. (laughs) So, Elise uh, took buses and Amtrak to get around. She posted photos on social media while visiting the San Diego Zoo. Um. So Elise arrived in L.A. on January 26, 2013. Two days later, she checked into the Cecil Hotel. Originally at the Cecil Hotel, she was meant to share a room, you know, in a joint room on the fifth floor. But Elise was actually kicked out by hotel staff and her roommates for exhibiting what her hotel's lawyer later would say certain odd behavior that she was exhibiting so that's just something to note 
Due to um, her bipolar disorder or just well, weird to them? I mean, no one really, none of her friends or family would describe her as showing any symptoms of that, like to people. Like, yeah, she blogged about it, but like, again. Oh. So there's were, no description of what the behavior is? It's just, um, it was weird? We'll, we'll get into that later because there's actually a video to go along with it. Oh, okay. So um, a little background on the CISO Hotel. It's actually uh, a basis for American Horror Story Hotel. I think that was season five correct i've never seen it so yeah yeah many of la's notorious murderers have ties to this place in 1964 the pigeon lady of pershing square or oldie asgold was actually raped and murdered inside her hotel room at the cecil this pigeon lady was raped um well this is just the name that she gave her. Like they gave her like the the Black Dahlia stuff like that. They named the victims. Right, but like I was picturing a picture. You remember lady. no, you remember the old Mary Poppins where like that old lady would sing about feeding the birds? Yeah. That's what Feed I pictured the and birds. then you said was Toppins. raped and I was like, Ugh No. No. Toppins. Okay. Toppins. <laughs> Tierney, I'm talking about a very vicious rape and murder oh that was never Feed solved. The can we just finish this, please? Okay, I'm not the one that went off topic. I just went along with it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Goody Osling was raped and murdered inside of her hotel room at the Cecil. This murder was never like solved. It was really spooky. Multiple suicides have happened, including one accidental murder-suicide. The suicidal part was definitely planned, but the murder was not. Um... A hotel guest jumped off of her uh, or his balcony and landed on a pedestrian that was walking past. I'm so sorry. I've literally thought so many times. If you jump off of a big skyscraper, what if you land on somebody? I'm so happy it's called a murder-suicide at that point. (laughs) That's not funny. Don't jump off of buildings. It's not funny, but it's also like, what are the fucking odds? Yeah, no. Can you imagine, like, being that guy? (laughs) It's just like, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> there's actually a scene in family guy where he jumps off of a off of a rooftop and then lands on a celebrity and murders the celebrity because you know the size of peter griffin so <laughs> he murders like five people no it's just one female celebrity that i can't remember the name of ellie golding so <laughs> did you say ellie golding no i wish no i'm just kidding so <laughs> in the same hotel the international serial killer Jack Unterweger? Well, actually, probably cover him. I don't know how to say his last name. So correct me. Message and write Tierney. All of your... Uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> she's in charge of it. I don't want to be. Um, so he lived there in 1991 and is, ex- is suspected of murdering three prostitutes while residing there. Last but not least that I found, the freaking Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez lived on the fucking 14th floor in 1985. That means that he was like in the middle of his reign. He was very active during this time. So that's just a real fucking spooky note up in that bitch. Did he name himself the Nightwalker because he doesn't the want to be called? The Night Stalker. Night- Richard Ramirez. You know nothing? I no. have never you- heard of him before. Huh? No, I've never heard of him. I just thought it was really unfortunate that he was named Richard with the last name Ramirez. Dick Ramirez. I was going to say that. So I'm going to recount Elisa's last known, uh, just where she was present there. The last known whereabouts at Who Done It. Elisa went into 
which is actually really interesting and ironic. She went into a bookstore called The Last Bookstore to get presents <gasps> for her family. What the fuck? And friend. I know, guys. No, that's the best bookstore in all of California. I'm not kidding. It's super huge and it's magical and it was, it's just, it's... Uh, it was right... You would be the one that would have been there. It's, it's magical. I highly recommend. She went and got a bunch of stuff for herself, including a bunch of books because she was an avid reader, just like you. The manager said that she was very friendly and chatty, but she was struggling to carry everything she bought out. Oh, love a book girl. Yes. You got to bring a really good canvas bag, though. Yeah. David and Nina, uh, Elisa's parents, were very uneasy about Mm -hmm. letting Elisa travel alone, but she wanted to go alone she like very much said it so they had a compromise that she would check in with them every single day she would be absolutely on top of this until january 31st 2013 when her parents didn't hear from her at all after her family heard nothing from her they called a los angeles police department and even flew down to la to help with the search the police searched the premise of the cecil with dogs and everything they didn't find anything though they were only able to search which they could obviously in a legal standpoint because they couldn't search everywhere legally they couldn't they couldn't you couldn't go into individual rooms yeah exactly so it was just what they could which is really whack so february 6th a week after the disappearance the police posted a surveillance video of elisa's possible last moments um this was an elevator at the cecil hotel this video was actually super super important i was streamed uh tens of thousands of millions of times um ram was acting extremely strange and can be seen talking to seemingly no one poking at the air and poking her head and body in and out of the elevator and pressing all of the elevator buttons rocking back and forth we'll actually post part of the video or what we can to four minute long video that they released the police were absolutely baffled by this and some even said it was unsettling to watch but this eventually led them nowhere so i'm just gonna have tyranny and shelby watch this for the first time and they're gonna describe what the fuck's going on i'm so excited but in like a really creepy way okay so elisa walks into the elevator and it looks like she presses a couple buttons like three or four buttons she presses all of them or what she can on one side of the thing And then she stands in the back right corner and she's like waiting for the doors to close, but they don't. So she looks outside and she looks both ways and then she like ducks back into the elevator and it looks like she's hiding towards the right side. And then she goes into the right front corner and it looks like she's like hiding from somebody. Almost like she's playing like peekaboo or hide and seek. Yeah. Yeah. She like pops back out and looks again and she's like standing where the elevator doors would close i don't know why are they not closing is somebody holding a button somewhere no she's literally standing in front of it <laughs> yeah but they weren't closing before when she pressed all those buttons and then nope. she hops out and there, she's looking there, in the hallway there definitely could have been a these malfunction. are the slowest elevator doors i've ever well, seen there could have been a malfunction but also keep in mind this hotel is like over 100 years old i think yeah but you still have to get yeah. your elevators inspected and every yeah. elevator i've tried to enter has had really fast doors yeah. so because she just like walked out of the elevator she's been sitting there for a couple seconds and it's not closing so something is wrong with the doors mm-hmm. no something's for sure wrong with this elevator and she's like standing well, did you she can't... hit the emergency stop i don't know No, because it would light up right, right. 
And she's been standing outside the front. You can kind of see her. And then now she's coming back inside. When she comes back inside, her arms are up like somebody's holding a gun to her. But there's no one else. She look, And she's pressing more buttons now. She's pressing all of them again. She's like, she seems very disoriented. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What do you guys think is going on? Anything? She's there's obviously somebody else involved. Like she's not doing this by herself. Well, I don't know because she's clearly there's clearly something wrong. Because if you wanted to get away, you wouldn't. It hit looks like all of the floor. She's That's standing she's outside now, right and now. it looks like she's like putting her arms up. Like, what do you mean? Like, and she's like flailing her arms around. It's almost like she's talking to somebody. Uh huh. That's like far something. down the hallway. Like sign language. It kind of looks like sign language. Sorry if this is confusing to you guys, but it's like a very confusing video. Definitely look it up and watch it with us as we describe it because that'll help you. I just wanted to see your guys' reactions and see what you guys think she's doing. Like you can barely see her, but you know she's like right in front of the elevator. It's why are the doors not closing? I'm more concerned about the elevator. But also, where did she go? She's She's right outside. Why can't... She's like right off to the left. You'll see her in just a second, guys. This is really strange behavior so like i get what her roommates were talking about if it was this but yeah i don't know where she went but this looks more like a psychotic break interesting oh now the door is finally closing but wait there's more huh do i think it could have malfunctioned because of the amount of buttons she pressed definitely maybe because there's a time that like my cousin and i when we were like 10 and 11 we went into an, a hotel and we pressed a bunch of buttons and our elevator got stuck <laughs> okay so i guess that could have happened but i don't understand why it's opening and closing because somebody outside is probably pressing a button oh yeah okay that almost looks like a different floor mm-hmm. but still nobody's getting on the elevator she'll come back Oh, there she is. Okay. Okay, so she's back in front of the doorway. It looks like she's still talking to somebody. That's important. But it looks like she's talking to somebody that isn't there. Okay, right? You know, like there isn't anybody that you can see there, and she's not even looking in the direction. Like she's looking in a direction where you would be able to see a person as if if she was talking to them. Okay. So So that's why it looks like a psychotic break to me. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just very strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it There's, almost looks like she's playing a game. Like, it looks like she's playing, like, elevator tag or something with somebody that's, like, not... Do you know what I'm saying? Is elevator tag a game? That sounds like a lot of fun to me. It does. Not even it's, lie. Yeah. Okay, well, so... As a kid with, like, f- the four cousins, we would, like... If you're in an, a hotel or something, you'll... There are different elevators, so you'll press buttons, and you'll, like, one group will like go onto a different floor and you'll have to go on the elevators and try to find them on the same floor oh my god that sounds so that's like almost what it looked like she was doing like pressing all the buttons like getting off looking like if we did that as adults do you think we would get thrown out of a hotel Uh, 100 percent. oh i can dress up as a child and then they would just put me in a porno instead of jail (laughs) um that sounds worse so right after elise's disappearance the guests at the cecil hotel began to complain about low water pressure Sabina Ba, a guest who spent eight days at the Cecil at this time, would say the shower was awful. When you turned the tap on, the water was coming out black for the first two seconds, and then it would go back to normal. She described the tap water as B 
being like tasted horrible. It had a very funny, sweaty, disgusting taste. Did she drink it? I <sighs> hate that I know what's coming out of this. Yeah, they and don't I know what's happening. Up. Shut up, Shelby. I'm um, just grossed out before. Yeah, mm. no, it's disgusting. Disgusting taste. It's a very strange taste. I can barely describe it. But Bob would say, we never thought anything of it. We thought it was just the way it was there. Okay, fuck, because we're about to get real weird. No, I bring up the water situation at every single place I'm at. If the water is not good, fuck that place. That's and right. stop drinking it because of what's about to happen. No, yeah. but also, but just buy a filter. Yeah, I'm fucking... I don't drink any tap water. It's so scary. I don't know if a Brita would have fixed this situation. Due to complaints, on February 19th, two weeks after Elise's, Elise went missing, maintenance worker Santiago Lopez headed to the roof to check out the water tanks. There, he would find Elise Lambs decomposing dead body in one of the hotel's thousand-gallon tanks. The tank provided water to the guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. I just want you guys to process that for a quick sec. So it's not a water tower? It's a, it, more of a water tank. There was a few water tanks there on the roof. So, uh, oh, it's on the roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so somebody would have had to bring her body up to the roof and sh- deposit her body there. Possibly. Unless she somehow is managed it, to I get on the roof. Say, and then just Is it possible that she could have put herself in the tank? Have they done any tests? Very interesting that you guys are saying this because um, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories in just a little bit. So the tank's hatch was too small to get Elise's body out without compromising it. So it was drained and cut open to get her out. So then how would she have gotten in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the full coroner's report that was released in June after we- they found her, Lamb's body was found naked. Clothing she was wearing in the video was floating in the water. It was coated in what would be described as a sand-like particle, and her room key and watch was also found with her. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. If you've been submerged in the water, can a rape kit be performed? It depends. I don't think so. I'm not sure. But I do want to take a note of is that it was said that there was like anal swelling and bleeding. But that could be because of her being in the water so long. Her Mm. bloating. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. Is it possible that when she was alive, she could have fit into the water tank? And then because she was in the water for so long, her body bloated up and that's why they couldn't get her out? Oh, yeah. like she accidentally got in there somehow. Or if, then, or on purpose or whatever, any t- any way that she got in, but maybe she could have fit while she was alive and then the water kind of puffed her up and that's why they couldn't oh, get her body right, back the out. right, bloating. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good, good points, kids. I'm very happy with you. <laughs> so I just want to go over her toxicology report. It was very much incomplete because not a lot of her blood was preserved, but it did show traces consistent with the medicines that she was supposed to take plus non-prescription drugs such as like a claritin type thing and an ibuprofen there was a very small amount of alcohol present but no drugs whatsoever and the alcohol was like 0.02 grams so so like maybe she had had some cough medicine or something yeah exactly like it wasn't really interesting um, 
I'm yeah. not so ready to discount the mental health or the psychotic break because Elliot Rogers got all the help he could have possibly gotten and he still wasn't okay. All right. So so I do want to tell you guys that this, um, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of an accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. That's what she ruled as. Her, it was an accident, apparently. So they were basically saying that her mental health led her up there and then she accidentally drowned, right? Yeah. We know she died, but how did she get in the tank? Why did she go in the tank? The doors and stairs to the roof are locked and only staff has passcodes and keys that have access up to the doors and elevators that could lead up to the roof. Although the fire escape was there, people do think that she could have like been having a psychotic break and playing peekaboo with whatever and then just climbed up there and then went into the tank for some reason. But it looks like she was on the elevator. Like, how would you find your way to the fire that, escape from the elevator? Yeah, so it was like that. That is the last surveillance uh, footage that they could find with her in it. So they don't know exactly how long after again with the fire escape that could have been a thing but how would she be able to get into the tank they're four foot by eight foot and she was five four they were also on concrete blocks that would make it around like 10 feet tall and workers need ladders to get into that i do want to make a point that i told you guys that police dogs searched the entire premise correct the police dogs were led up to the roof and they found nothing they found no traces of her whatsoever did they can they I don't know how you would ask a dog if they can sit, like smell somebody else there. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it sounds like her only option was the fire escape. And if she didn't take the fire escape, then somebody that works there had to have taken her up to the roof. Yep. Or, you know. And presumably somebody that works there on the roof with the water tanks. Yeah. So, um, again, with the water tanks, they are like 10 feet tall. And a lot of people that look at and find, I'll post po- f- pictures of it, um, the lids to those water tanks they're like they look very very heavy right Mm -hmm. like they look did anyone ever do a test of like somebody that was about her size and see if they would be able to get in well kind of um they're when they found the bodies actually two of the lids were open they were unlocked and they weren't heavy to pick up they were never heavy to pick up it just looked like that so that's very misinformed a lot of places So that's what I originally found. And I was just like, ooh, spooky. Well, here's the thing that I'm thinking. If somebody from the hotel that had access to put her in there had put her in there, Mm -hmm. do we think they would have relocked the tank? Why would it still be unlocked? Mm. Yeah, When she was found, was the lid off of that tank? Or was the lid... I did find uh, differing things. Some people said that it was just unlocked and some people said that it was open. So I I just wanted to... Because like... If we're thinking about it, technically, if she put herself in there, there's no way that she would have been able to put the lid back on, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The autopsy report did not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were and if they were even processed. You know, I, I talked about the blood in Lamb's anal area and like what what that could have been. Since her death, her Tumblr blog that she kept like super, super updated it was updated, presumably through the the Q uh, option that they have, mm-hmm. but still it was very eager. Um, what, what is really weird is her phone was not 
found either with her body or in the hotel room. It was assumed to be stolen sometime around her death, but still, that's, like, kind of pushing it, you know what I mean? Um, It's just a really weird thing to add in there, and it, I just wanted to, you know. Yeah, it is kind of odd. I mean, so, what year was this? 2013. Okay, so, I was so she probably would have had her phone with her. Oh, yeah, Definitely. and... and like I said, she was an avid blogger. She was updating her trip constantly because this trip meant the world to her. In the surveillance footage, is there any phone wait, play? Phone? No, like, no. could we see it in her pocket? Or what, did she have a purse on her or anything? I don't even remember. I didn't even didn't see a purse. Like it. So, um, again, with the questions and stuff, all of these questions with the video that was like released, um, they just got more and more intense after her death. Like, some say that she was hiding from someone in the tape, right? Like, just trying to see if they were coming. And e- even if that was the case, why wasn't she going up? Like, why would she just stay in the elevator? But um, it's just super creepy to think about because with that, people think that maybe she desperately climbed to the to the roof to escape them and hid in the water tank and then was locked Ooh, in there. Ooh, I didn't so, think of that. Now I have full body chills. Because it definitely looked like maybe she was uh, trying to escape from somebody or hide from somebody, but the doors weren't closing. Like the elevator started malfunctioning. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. So maybe she got off the elevator and went to the staircase and ended up on the roof. But wasn't she found naked? Mm-hmm. So why would you be naked if you were just going to put your clothes in the water with you anyway? Well, her clothes were with her in the tank, correct? Correct. Right. But I'm wondering if they were getting heavy or something and she might have taken them off while she was in there. So like maybe she was getting hot. Right. But why wouldn't you leave them outside the tank or something? I don't, I'm, I I mean, I'm okay with your thing. Well, maybe she take them, she took them off, but it's really hard to take off wet clothing outside of the water. So So, I would imagine that would be really hard. And it would be hard inside the water if she's trying to tread water and take them off. Right. So, so um i don't know how much that theory holds water so sorry about that i'm so sorry a lot of people say that she might have been on drugs but that that didn't for some reason show up in the talk screen because of the way she was acting in the video i don't think there's anything that wouldn't show up on the talk screen in 2013 (laughs) i know i know i could get behind it if it was the 90s but it's not so she was acting so strange though so some people even will say you know, it did look like we could all say the hotel's uh, elevator was malfunctioning. Oh, malfunctioning. for sure. That was the slowest yeah, elevator so I've ever seen. People thought maybe she was like frustrated with it malfunctioning. And like, you know, she she was popping her head in and out like, what the fuck's going on? Maybe she was talking to someone down the hallway or like trying to describe the situation inside of the elevator. But we don't know. The only person that knows, you know, is dead. Yeah. I just want to talk about a few more things. Some people think that because of the Cecil Hotel having such a weird history that it could have been ghosts talking to her and fucking with her. A lot of people think this and they that they uh, do. Did you guys watch Haunting of the Hill House? No, but wow. Do that. Fucking do that. But um, no, but when you like when I first watched that video, it like almost seemed like there was was a ghost that was inside the elevator holding the button or yeah there was somebody that wasn't that like we should have been able to see there was something in front of the door definitely because the door closed a bunch of times at the end of the video so why wasn't it closing the whole time before that oh yeah so maybe that's 
that's valid in some way. Yeah, I don't know. Chills. I'm I'm not ready to discredit ghosts. I believe in spirits, but yeah, I don't know that they would. You know, all of the deaths that you talked about there doesn't. It, they don't seem like they would have led her up to that tank to die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why? With the toxicology and stuff, um, I just want to talk about something that I think. I think that a lot of people might agree with us, but you know what? Have your own ideas because we don't know. So with the toxicology, it shows that Lamb took at least one antidepressant that day. And she took her second antidepressant and mood stabilizer recently, but not in that same day that she died. Um, Lamb did not take any antipsychotic recently. And these things make people think that she could have had a psychotic break. And it, it, it's very important to just say that the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder, it can risk inducing manic side effects. If you guys don't know what manic is, like, does anyone want to describe it real quick? Because it's it's a scary thing. Yeah, it's when you seem really happy about life, but you, you're ready to jump off the nearest bridge. Yeah, when you have a manic break, you think that everything in your head is right you 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 cannot be misconstrued from what is in your head you think that okay i have everything figured out so i'm gonna do a b and c and it's mm-hmm. all gonna work out and that's completely fine but you're panicking at the same time yeah what you're it's thinking petrifying. is your new reality yeah and it's not at all reality yeah. so um people think that this had to do with that you know she didn't take her antipsychotic and she was exhibiting all these things in the video that she she could have had a complete manic psychotic break mm-hmm. where she was you know seeing things she was or like hearing voices that are saying like get in the tank or, or like even because she didn't know it was up there i do want to note that how would a hotel guest know to get up there how would they know what's up there so i think that she might have which is really really sad i think that she might have actually went in the elevator like saw something was playing hide and seek like she she looked pretty happy kind of i would say she she looked like she was like very involved. She, she was look, there. She didn't look scared. No, no, she didn't. No, it did look more like hide and seek, like you're describing it. Yeah, but, yeah like, like a child like playing hide and seek. Yeah, so um, so I think that she might have done that. Got to a room where she saw a fire escape or even an open door. Um, she she climbed up because she wanted to climb, and then she saw that and just wanted to climb some more. She could have fell in the tank, or she could have thought that she was going in an ocean. You know, she could have been jumping in a pool in her head. And I really hope to freaking God that her last moments were peaceful and not actually panicking, which, you know, could definitely be the cause. What do you guys think? I don't know. I kind of like the theory that she was trying to get away from something and that's what led her up to the roof. And then that she was hiding in the tank. I feel like. Mm-hmm. that makes the most sense in my head that she was like, let me climb in here. They won't see me. And then maybe an accident happened and she drowned. Yeah. Whether or not there was actually a person there or if it was her mind playing tricks on her, her that's up to debate. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that makes the most sense to me is why somebody would climb into a tank like that. Mm-hmm. I think that the psychotic break theory still makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It does make sense if you suddenly... I'm so okay, sorry. Jenny. Jenny hit her head and now she thinks the table is attacking her. Um, okay, girl. Are you having a psychotic break, Jenny? <laughs> <I did. laughs> Katie's face was so immediately <laughs> appalled at you. Um, I do. 
I do think that that makes the most sense, but it doesn't make sense for her to have taken her medication that day. Just maybe something stressed her out too much and she reached a breaking point. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it does. She didn't take her anti, uh, anti-psychotic medicine that day. Is uh, it, her, do we know that like that day, is there a way to say like maybe she took her antidepressants the day before and that, it, it that's says a small recent, trace? It says that recently, but it wasn't that same day. Because they would be able to tell. I think that if you are prescribed an antipsychotic, you should be taking it regularly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's it should come saying. up on a toxicology. But, like, I don't know how how long it would take for it to not be on a toxicology. Or how much would show up. Right. Yeah. But I think it's it's very typical. I actually just watched this show on a It's mm-hmm. The Killer Speaks. That's what I watched. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It was Gene Meredith's episode. He's a, he's a fucking nutcase, you guys. He's literally yeah, God. But he he describes it as a good voice and a bad voice. And forensic psychiatrist, I forget which one it was. They only have like three, but I think it was the girl that was talking about how there's typically a good voice and a bad voice. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they're saying the same thing. Yeah. Like they're the good voice is just softer and nicer, like, hey, you should get in the water tank. And the bad voice is like, get the fuck in there. You know? So it's they're they both are you and they both want you to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To I don't know if that's what happened, but to me it sounds like a psychotic break and it looks like a psychotic break. Yeah. Not that I know a lot about that, but I do. Hi. <laughs> I'm a psycho. Hi, I'm Katie and I'm fine. I'm not. I'm, I'm Shelby. Not. No, I'm not fine either. So there is a band called the Zolas and they have a song called Ancient Mars. And I just really want you guys to watch the video for me. Um, this was the, the not the song, but the actual um, video was based on the possible last moments and little joys that she would have on her last day alive that hopefully happened. The front man in the Zolas, Zach Gray, wrote to the Huffington Post that he he never met Lamb actually, but they went to the same university that uh, Lamb attended briefly in Vancouver, and they also shared a mutual friend. He said, it's not easy to write her off as just another missing girl who got herself into trouble. It bugged me how people explained away her disappearance with drugs or mental illness. Though it's mostly fiction, we wanted people to see it and feel like she was a real girl and a familiar girl, not just a police report. Gray wrote, I love traveling alone, and I think everyone should do it. And here was a girl doing a great thing for herself, and it ended tragically. Well, the song and the sentiment is beautiful, but the idea that he thinks that everybody should travel alone (laughs) is a very male privileged thing to say. Is that So he has a penis, so he's very safe. And I don't recommend that any female travel alone. I just... I yep, don't. I get that. I mean, if you feel confident in doing it, go ahead and do it. I'm going to leave this on this note. Um, this video exists in the dimension that I want to live in, Zach Gray says, as the front man. So that's really sad. You guys should go watch the video. I'm going to make them watch it after this, and they're going to cry. So please make sure to give us a five-star review if you are listening on Apple. It really helps us out. And any comments that you have on there also really help us out. Follow us on our Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. We're also at Dead Drunk Crime on the Twitter, though none of us really know how to tweet. 
If you recreate our drinks that we make any of the weeks, please tag us on Instagram because we would love to see what you make. Go to our website at deadrunkcrime.home.blog for any of our sources or any additional information that you might be curious about on this case. Jenny! She's humping my leg. I'm trying to plug the (laughs) socials. She's really into it. And please email us case suggestions at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com. And for this specific case, please email us or Instagram us or tweet us or something to let us know what you think happened to Elisa Lamb. We would love to hear your ideas. This case is still up for debate. We really don't know what (laughs) happened. So if anyone has any information, please let us know or let your police know because they'd be the people to let know. Yeah, definitely do that because that'd be fucked. Yes. Um, So yeah, those are our socials. I tried to plug them as best as I could. Well, maybe we'll get better at that. I was thinking for... A lot of our listeners know us, but a lot of our listeners don't know us. I thought it might be cool to tell them how we know each other. That's so funny because I don't remember how I met you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) I remember how I met you. You do? So, yeah. Oh, that's adorable. But like I thought that might be interesting for people to know a little bit more about our lives and like how we began this journey. That okay. is. That's really good. Play so that fucking music, white boy. <laughs> so I think at this point, have we known each other five years or? Ooh, it's got to be at least six, right? Well, you were a freshman and you're done now, right? So I was in school four years plus two for six. So it's been six years. Wow, that's a lot of time. I knew, but I remember exactly when you came into my life and how. (laughs) I was moving in early because I worked weekends at the New York Renaissance Fair, and I was like, "Can I move in on a Thursday?" Yeah, shout out. Although, Mark, if you're listening, (laughs) yeah, shout out to Mark, but not to the higher (laughs) ticket prices. Um, so anyway, (laughs) so I was moving in early, and I was moving in with the freshmen, and all of a sudden, this wonderfully bubbly woman came over and was like hi i'm tierney's mom and i shook her hand and said who's tierney <laughs> i had zero yeah. idea what she was talking about but yeah that's we lived in a suite it was my freshman move-in day my mom was so excited for me to go to college so she could have her life back. <laughs> i'm just kidding she misses me um and so i was in my room unpacking my things and she was like Going about to the common room. Like, I made you friends. Who's here? Yeah, <laughs> basically. So really, I met your mom before I met you. I know, but my, <laughs> I'm an extension of my mom. So no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, uh, Tierney's mom actually pays Shelby and I from the start. Oh, to be shut up. With <laughs> <laughs> she pays. Yeah, but it's friends. in wine though. The if thing- you are friends with her mom on Facebook, she has so many bottles of wine for just I don't know. We're what day is it? It's Thursday. What the fuck is she doing today? She's on vacation with her wine friends. They're not, they're not with wine her friends. wine they're friends? Just, they're just friends, but they also like wine, so they're her wine she friends She uploaded today. a photo. Tierney's mom has the life I aspire to have. She really, really does. She's living her best her. life. I wish I had I you she's as a listening. daughter, mm-hmm. even though I call you mom. She's for sure listening. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't say for sure. She I hope with all be. our friends. Hi, Tierney's mom's friends. Hi, Carla. Did I Hi, say Marcy. what you're going to do? I didn't say what you're going to do. <gasps> oh, we didn't have a drink this episode. Mom, I'm sorry. Yeah, we just I did. I should have said what you're going to do is grab a bottle is- of Chardonnay. What that's what my mom would take all those bottles of Chardonnay, mom, and just pop them open. That's what my mom would want you to do. So I think she'll be happy. 
we're gonna redo it no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right and then so i knew shelby and then i met katie hi i don't know how i know you i'm not not gonna lie it sounds super alcoholic of us but we met at mahoney's (laughs) which is a bar in poughkeepsie literally at the end of the metro north line where tyranny goes 95 percent of the time if you ever want to stalk tyranny that's the place to start it literally (laughs) is um but I think we had met like as acquaintances before then, but like the first time I really remember oh God. was at our mutual friend's birthday party that I'm not going to oh name my because God. he sucks. I got punched in the face. And you got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm going to, I'm going to just tell this story really quick. So it was our mutual friend's birthday party. And, um, there was this really tall, pretty girl that I was like kind of friends with and she's the bartender there. And, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if I should say that, but whatever. So, um, we were walking through the crowd to go outside cause it was super hot and some girl grabbed her and was just like, you, you didn't serve me or something like that last week. And I was just like, what? And like, ca- like our friend was super drunk and she was just like, <laughs> what you want to drink? Let's go take shots. And like this girl, she's like, so I know she's adorable, but this, this other girl winds up ready to punch her and Cass is just like, let's go still. So I fucking dodge in between them, like fucking Superman and get knocked in the face. And then I just, it was, it was wild. Oh, so you just took the hit for her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's she's good. A true that's friend. A, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there for that part of the night. I was too busy flirting with an ugly boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know how I know Shelby. I sat next to her like eight times and was too anxious to say her like say hello. What is that true? Is that yeah. factual? Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because I was so literally gonna say just because Tierney's birthday party was the most interaction I've ever had. With I you. don't remember you there at all. <laughs> it was literally just me, you, Tierney, and my coin, and then <laughs> he's not listening. And John, who I just described you as. That girl with the like perpetual resting bitch face that I aspire to have <laughs> that like <laughs> that was perpetually shitting on my coin. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know I know no one knows me. Like I don't think that anyone listens really knows me personally. I'm one of the nicest people in the fucking world if you get to know me. But if I don't know you, I hate you. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's <laughs> but such it's so an inten- good though. Because it's like, amazing. It's like an amazing. I think the first time I met you was out, but I can't remember fully. And I think when I met you, I was like, oh my God, that's what Crime Junkie is talking about when they say <laughs> be rude. And I just can't <laughs> no, be rude. That's true though. Like you need it's, to do that. It's like so bad though. Because when, when I was single and when all like a lot, not all of them. A lot of my friends are single and like they go out to like, you know, meet cute boys. And the thing is, I think that all men are murderers if I don't know them. Mm -hmm. So that's That's the way to think a cute boy will come up to one of my friends and be like, hey, or like even me offer to buy me a drink. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know you. Get the fuck out of my face before (laughs) I rip it off. I think (laughs) you really (laughs) honed that when you were a bartender, though. You like cultivated that. And that is your craft. You are the bitchiest. (laughs) And that was the best. I made so much money. (laughs) But it's good, though, because I feel like 
you don't trust people easily but then like once you have friends you're like do anything to like protect them and like like you're good you're days. a true friend i feel like no that's you're a good friend yeah well no i love I'm you cry. oh let's oh, all cry together don't see no that's gonna undercut <laughs> the bitchiness say something really bitchy all right well i don't fucking remember meeting any of you guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm really upset. You don't remember her at the end of her birthday party. At I all. was so fucked. Up. I was asleep on the couch. I and hope then you, Sully came. You were definitely like, awake because you were laughing every time <laughs> she said something to shit on my coin. <laughs> I don't know why. Listen I just to felt cold like hands. Super- <laughs> Wait, what? Is that the, the name of his band? Yeah. They're not cold bad. hands. They're not bad. Let's like not you don't have any gloves. What the fuck? Let's not shit on them, guys. Every I don't time mean I see to them, shit on them, I'm just like, what? Every know. time I see them, I take a Snapchat, and my captain was always like, "My hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I need some gloves." It just sounds like he woke up one day and was like, "Oh my god, Coldplay is such a good name for a band. What if my hands were cold, <laughs> you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, but his other band is better. Listen to the underline. My good friend John is in it. They're really fucking boss. Oh, I like that a I lot know better. His songs. That's yeah. a better name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm creating a band called The Strike Through, and that's going to be my um, underlined cover band. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to be the highlight. <laughs> the bold. The is bold. It, the italics. <laughs> oh, wait. That could be good. The italics. I'm italic. We're right, changing Shelby and I now have name. a girl band called The Italics. I'm just Wait, Billy Ellish literally has a lyric that goes, You're italic. I'm in bold. And I was like, oh, girl, my what, no, wait, Microsoft wait, Word. Wait. What <laughs> what font am I? The Ooh, well, what an interesting me. question. Oh, that's a good caboose for next time. Just fucking tell me. Okay. I <laughs> think I'm Comic Sans. <laughs> oh, my God. No, don't ever describe yourself as that. <laughs> no, it's you, true. Oh She's for sure Comic I'm 100% Sans. Comic Sans. Are you okay? <laughs> I was going to no. call you whatever the gothic one is. Fuck. Oh, Century Gothic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> am I goth? No, but not right now. It's like a classic <laughs> font, but it's also like edgy. Am yeah. I edgy? Am I an edge queen? I just yeah. described that bitchiness. Oh That's my the edge. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, having an out of body experience. What am I, you guys? Times New Roman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's my favorite font. So Wait, really? go ahead and tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Times New Roman is like a classic. Like it is a classic. Everyone, or I could see you as like a typewriter font. I was, I was gonna oh, say. Oh, I love that. I was gonna say everyone uses you, and then I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows you and you're just the village slut that everybody uses on the <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we talk about crime for 30 minutes and then talk about random shit for an hour. Hey, what's up? This is Drunk Fonts. We're going to write all of the fonts available on Microsoft Word. Hi, this is Drunk Helvetica, Ariel, Tahoma, Times New Roman, <laughs> Century Gothic, Why are you just Comic going- Sans. I'm doing the Fortnite dance as I do this. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, shit. Fuck. All right. Bye, Mom. <laughs> bye.